Welcome to Love Now Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This session is already in progress. We thank you for this platform that you will do what you will in this situation for. After all, this is all about you. Father, we thank you that you will open up my mind to say the things that you would like for me to say. And let me say only the things that you would like for me to say. Father, let the hearers hear and hear only what you want them to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright. So, y'all know I'm working with these electronics and you got to do all this extra. Alright, so we're going to talk about the Beatitudes. So, I like to kind of back up, you know, if you've seen me before, you know my teaching style is to talk about what happened right before then we talk about it. So, the Beatitudes um, is kind of defined by Matthew. Um, Matthew says, he, he actually titled the Beatitudes because he is a, a writer who is very organized. So he puts titles and then gives his text. Title and then his text. So that's actually how we get the Beatitudes. Uh, four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Four Gospels, uh, only two set. Two, um, two persons out of the four actually record this conversation at all. It's, it's not in either of the other two books. So it's in Matthew and it's also in Luke. Luke the physician, Luke, you know. So he was, he was kind of organized too, but his things don't, his things are not marked separately like Matthew. Matthew is very organized. So here in Matthew, um, he, he talks about the things that happen or or in Christ's day you know when Christ came this is during the time when Christ was kind of just being revealed to the people this is very early on in his ministry where he's actually just basically got his disciples and now he's pretty much I know you've heard this term, pouring his spirit into them so this is still even a learning time for the disciples okay so for the most part they were still fans like everybody else. And what I mean by that is right before uh, this part, if you back up just a minute, Jesus had just gone through his 40 days, 40 nights. You know, he had just done that part and uh, he was tempted of the devil. You know, the devil threw everything at him, put him up on a pedestal. Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you. Jesus shut him down with the word and then cast him off. He said, and then the Bible records and says that he would leave him for a season. So just like, just like us, we get victory for a season because he will return. Okay, so I just want you to throw that in in case you was wondering why you're going through. It's because it's for a season. Okay, so we're moving back on. Jesus had just finished that. The angel, the Bible says that the angels ministered unto him. And then it says, and then it goes into the part where he goes into his ministry. That's actually his launching point into his ministry. So, Jesus is in the process of doing his ministry work. He's now becoming known throughout the lands. As he's going, his crowd is getting bigger and bigger because where there are miracles, where there is healing, there is going to be a crowd. So Jesus has chosen his disciples, those that he is pouring into in order for those to be able to go out and create additional disciples. Um, 
he is he's taking this time now so he has already chosen the disciples they are now following him and he is going throughout the lands and he is healing the people and then we go right into in this particular case with Matthew chapter 5 uh, verse 1 it says seeing the multitudes he went into the mountain and when he was set the disciples came in unto him so that says to me that he, the people were pulling on him. They were pulling on him. All of his virtue. The Bible even says that when the virtue came from him. This was in chapter 4. The virtue came from him when the people touched him and they were healed. So he was being pulled on and pulled on. So he went up into a mountain where he could settle. Where he could get himself set. So that way he could then pour into his disciples. Always given. Always a servant. Okay. And so then we come into where most people call it the Beatitudes. And the reason why they call it the Beatitudes attitudes is because that's what Matthew called it so we go right into it where it says and he opened his mouth and taught them saying all right it says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed blessed or blessed some people says blessed blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they that they blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you persecute you and they shall say all manners of evil against you falsely for, for my sake rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you alright so that's the whole Beatitudes and that's based on Matthew's account now Luke also recorded this um, the same the same group of words of course it's a little bit it sounds a little bit different because it's Luke interpretation of it because you got to understand there were each individual people sitting around Jesus listening to him just like you could be sitting next to your friend in church and y'all hear two different things in the service because you know you're two different people and you're going to interpret things differently so in the same right uh, we're looking at Luke chapter 6 because Luke is a different type of writer than Matthew is and his account says in the same King James that was King James version that I read earlier so this is going to be King James also but this instead is coming from Luke chapter 6 and you know I just trying to pave, pave the way so you'll see the difference in how this goes and this comes right out when uh, Luke is giving his account his account comes right off where he is uh, talking about there we go that's it okay so he's saying about he's talking about the fact that the uh, people were being healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him therefore the virtue went right out of him that's uh, Luke chapter 6 verse 19 and then he says in verse 20 and he lifted his eyes on his disciples and said just put a pin right there notice that there's a difference between Matthew and Luke's account 
Luke doesn't even mention the fact that he went up into the mountain. It just says as if to say it was all together because that just may have been the way he felt about it. Um, that right here, right after the multitudes, they healed and when they touched and they healed him and then he lifted up his eyes on his disciples, still saying that he was talking to the disciples and said to them, now I'll unpin that, we're going right into the Beatitudes. So right here in Luke's account, it says, blessed are the poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the for in the like manner did your fathers did their fathers unto the prophets. So as you can see, uh, even in this particular one, uh, notice that it's shortened a little bit. So there's a difference between the two, but you know that the conversation actually happened because of the fact that they both had an account. Not so much that we were wondering whether or not one did the other, but you can hear the common ground in it. So these were the things that you have to do when you look at it. But again, um, Mark nor John mentioned it at all. So let's talk about the first one, which is where we're going to uh, focus for today, which is blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, anytime we talk about a a Bible scripture or anytime we deal with scripture we like to pull the scripture apart actually separate the scripture piece by piece so that way we can understand exactly what it is that's trying to be portrayed to us so the very first thing that stands out is blessed and like I gave you a few weeks ago a little tidbit about that blessed that blessed really can bless you baby that blessed bless me I know it did bless me I don't know about nobody else but I was excited about the fact about the blessed so let's read what blessed means and this is being read by dictionary.com I like it it's about the same as Miriam uh, Webster which is what normally everyone uses so blessed is defined as being consecrated or sacred holy or sanctified worthy of adoration reverence or uh, worship uh, divinely or supremely favored fortunate uh, blissfully happy or content um, and then uh, every blessed account or blessed sin. Um, a lot of the words that I like are the synonyms where uh, divine or divinely favored, glorified even is a good one for blessed. So when we look at that scripture, if we just take one of the definitions and use it um, when, we, when we use that for this and we say blessed or divinely favored are those. Mm. Divinely favored is my favorite one out of all of those. But we could still say holy or sanctified. Holy or sanctified. Blissfully happy are those. But let's, for the sake of working with me today, let's work with that divinely favored. Shall we work with the divinely favored? I say we work with divinely favored. So let's go back to Matthew because Matthew gives us such a great account. I want to go back to Matthew, um, Matthew 5, 
We're going to go back to Matthew 5 and we're going to talk about blessed are the poor in spirit. So blessed are the poor of spirit or blessed are the poor, poor. We're going to define poor right here. Poor. Now, divinely favored are the poor. Sounds like an oxymoron. I know it did to me because I thought to myself, you know how we, you know how we question and work with words in our mind, and we'd be like, I was like, divinely favored are the poor. That doesn't even sound right. It doesn't even sound. It don't sound like it's supposed to go together. So let's look at poor and see if we can find ourselves. Because then I thought to myself, so does that mean that I'm I'm not included in that? Oh, but we got to look at the whole word. Let's look at the whole word. Let's look at poor for a moment. Okay, poor is defined in most cases. This is the first The first definition is what most people think when they think about poor. Having little or no money, goods or means to support, as in like a poor family. Okay, so that's what most people think about. But we got to dig a little bit deeper on that poor. So poor is also considered dependent on charity or public support. Uh, uh, is endowed with, um, is uh, meagerly, meagerly supplied with, with funds or deficient or lacking in something specific. Hmm. Lacking or deficient with something specific. Okay, uh, it might be faulty or inferior to something. Mm -hmm. Excessively lean. Mm -hmm. Lacking in skill, ability, or training. Mm. But here's the main one I want you to take with it. One of the definitions of poor is humble. Humble. So if we read this like, divinely favored are the humble in spirit. Divinely favored are those who lack or inferior in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Divinely favored are the humble, the meek, the 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 ones who are quiet or humble or 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 meagerly supplied in spirit. Can we find ourselves in poor? I know I can find myself in poor. I don't know about anybody else. I'm not calling myself poor as in saying that that's what I'm stating for myself. But when I but when you look at the word poor, when you look at the word poor, we're not 100% where we're supposed to be. You're always lacking in some way shape or form because we are constantly building in order to become better people in the first place. That's number 1. You are always Forward moving. That's why we're constantly moving forward, constantly progressing, constantly moving into the better. So if you look at that as poor as an opportunity, there is cause and effect. There is 
beginning and end. There's alpha and omega. There is poor in spirit, but kingdom of God. Thank you for joining us for Love Now. If you would like to follow Lady Love, you can follow her on all social media at I'm Lady Love. For more information about our podcast, you can reach us at lovenowpodcast.com.